Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional. recording i haven't i never stopped i'm still recording i've been recording since before i was born micah you know baba duke baba duke baba duke just (laughs) testing i was just testing i mean i'm swerked to gave ever to say it for drive but we'll just see yeah we'll 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 throw caution to the wind yeah yeah do we want to uh go straight into topics do we want to just I want to get my heart with you, Micah. That's what I want to do. <laughs> yes. That sounds uh, like it should have been in song. It, you know, that's the next step. Um, okay. So we can, uh, the, the way that I have it lined up now is uh, CNN and then the congressman and then the neural network. But we could start with the neural network if you'd like. I mean, you look like a thing, and I love you. Hello. (laughs) There we go. Uh, So this was kind of a fun story that happened this week, and we'll start there, and we'll get uh, slightly more troubling over the course of the show. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, over on Mike, and Melanie, please forgive me if I mispronounce your last name, but I believe, uh, and back, you know, someone here can correct me if I'm wrong, if you know, Uh, but Melanie... Erin Kranz uh, published an article over on Mike where she used a neural network to flirt with guys on Tinder. So what does that mean exactly? Well, it means using the neural network framework created by Janelle Shane, a research scientist, to generate a bunch of strange phrases that the neural network was basically trying to make uh, human language pickup lines and to see if um, if Tinder would respond with uh, or rather if, if men on Tinder would respond to these messages and how they would respond. And boy, let me tell you, it's some pretty colorful stuff. Wait, so those messages from Brie were not actually to me? <laughs> well, they were. They were just not written by her. They were written by a computer. They were actually written by I Skynet, so betrayed. Georgia. Bree, how could you? That was the best part of this. Is uh, the topic was kind of shared <laughs> earlier on, like a day ago, and or a couple <laughs> days ago, and then all of a sudden, uh, Bree pops up in the chat and <laughs> says, "Here, here, I'll tell you." Yeah, you look like a thing, and I love you. And I said, aw, I love you too, Brie. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't a real thing? Uh, Georgia, I'm swerked to gave ever to say it for drive, you know? <laughs> is this also lying for the <laughs> Lord from the... Is, is that what yes. This? Well, no. Yes. If, if Brie had been like, yeah, well, that was no totally for you. no doubt it works on me. <laughs> See, that's the best part, is that, Georgia, you're, like, so pure of heart that you were uh, ready to accept the love that people were giving you. Meanwhile, I'm looking at that, and I'm like, 
that's either for someone someone else or Bree <laughs> is playing games with us. So I was just waiting to see how other people would respond. Actually, what I was waiting for was Bree to type, sorry, that was uh, to go into a different chat. And that never happened. So then I was like, I'm going to see how other people respond. And then, of course, Georgia swoops in with the, oh, I love you too, Bree. And I'm like, yeah. I, I, I'm still not so certain that's for us. And then Steve <laughs> comes along with some random message that makes absolutely no sense, to which I'm like, what are you people saying? And then it turns out Steve's that it was... Reply was I have a send verb because I just stow must your worms. I, I don't understand what is not to understand about that. I thought that that sentiment was very clear. I'm kind of offended <laughs> that you took that as nonsense. Steve, why don't you tell me what you sense? No, no, Micah, I'm not going to do that because if you don't understand what it is, I'm not going to explain it to you. You're no, you can't do this. You can't go around throwing your alleged compliments and and uh, niceties at people and expect to just be able to get away with it like that. You right. have to tell us what you meant, Micah. So, I'm not on your wares, but I want to see your start. I don't find that an acceptable answer. <laughs> I'm just going to respond in, in in neural network speak for the rest of the episode. Is that okay? Can I do that? Can I just let, can I, can I just, can I just pay the computer to, to talk for me for the rest of the episode? Can we do that? Maybe maybe it'll improve me. It might improve things. I don't know. It would probably be like really inappropriate. Uh, Like I want to get my heart with you. Hey, Georgia, you are so beautiful that you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's okay, Brie. I really have a falling for you. That's right. That's hey, right, baby. Uh, I know. I'm smoked to gave ever to say it for drive. Uh, that, okay, okay. I have to say is I've said that to Steve four times in this show, and he says exactly. That's because your Skype keeps cutting out in the middle of it, Brie. And it's, he says exactly what the dudes on this Tinder do, which is like, oh, okay. Like, this is great. I have snuck this into conversation all week, and it is so awesome. Like, I say this to my husband. I say it all the time. I'm like, hey, Frank, I'm sort to give ever to say it for drive. And he's just like, yeah. You know why? Because they're just not really paying that much attention to what you're saying. And really, it kind of sounds like you're saying something. Uh, yeah, see, but that's it troubling. sounds like I'm saying something. Yeah. It does. It sounds like it's something. This is how Skynet started, Georgia. It, it's not with like a Terminator. It's with random language that destroys the English language. That's that's how it starts. Well, you know, when you look at some people, the way that they chat, it it sounds kind of similar sometimes. <laughs> 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 You've ever had Siri write a conversation for you? It I don't know. It, I'm just like, oh, I guess they were like, you know, using Siri to type that. Uh, yeah, I, I just, that. okay. I, I have to say this every time there's a story out there about what dating on Tinder is like, I just hold my husband closer and I like apologize <laughs> for everything I've ever done. Don't send me- that is <laughs> you're wrong. Like, <laughs> you're like, Bree, you're like saying, don't send me out to the wolves. It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Okay. So like Melanie writes this, she's like, are you a candle because you're so hot of the looks of you? And then the dude's like, yeah, yeah. Hey, let me ask you Wait, about your pubic hair. can I say hair. my favorite one, though? It's like, <laughs> can I, can I say it? I'm not going to say it, but it's your, it's your, hey, baby, I'm squirked to gave, squirked, <laughs> to gave ever to say it for drive. It's the squirked. Yeah. I love that word. 
I'm swerved to give ever to say it for drugs. Yeah. Oh, I love uh, it. That is the best one. That is the best one. Squirked. I just want to use squirked. I'm looking up squirked. Uh, the, you it know. doesn't. I've already looked it up. It means nothing. Yeah. It no. wouldn't have a, a computer would not have created a random word. So, I mean, the way that this works is that they're kind of feeding these things in like one letter at a time and figuring out like what the most likely next letter is it's no it's not necessarily like it's it's coming up with words as it learns what words are but it also learns things that look like words that may not actually I'm be sad. words so that's and, and th- that's why i'm word. like like i'm fascinated with this stuff like i don't like you know i do i'm, I'm getting into machine learning in general anyway uh, through the stuff that I'm doing at work, but, and I'm not doing this kind of thing, but there's a lot of articles now about people showing like the the middle of training something on a data set because this is the kind of stuff that Apple's building into Core ML that's doing like machine vision and sentiment analysis and stuff like that. And then every so often there's an article about, well, we fed it in names for guinea pigs and let it name guinea pigs. <laughs> and this, uh, it, it was like... Pop Chop and Fuzzable and Princess Pal and Flurry White and Stargoon and Buzzberry and it just like Stargoon <laughs> and Stoomy Brown and it, it's just like these are delightful like what a computer thinks and I mean eventually it gets to the right answer most of the time once you train it enough but the the kinds of things that it needs to be trained that are not real things but end up sounding sort of good enough are are just delightful (laughs) so here's the thing with melanie's work like you can download this from github and run it yourself and generate your own stuff and i'm like i want to make this write my political speeches for me (laughs) i want to do this and then i want to just make a speech with it and just see if anyone says anything (laughs) now i understand american politics better yeah uh, be awesome. You are so beautiful that you make me feel better to see you. Woo! Oh, Georgia. Oh, well, Georgia. if I had a rose for every time I thought of you, I have a price tightening. <laughs> did it really just cut out when you said that? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, it did. I did not. I have a price tightening. I'm um. saying, Georgia, that every time I think of you, I have a price tightening. That's what I'm saying to you. So I'm feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to feel uncomfortable, there was also another article from the same author who put Harry Potter fanfic through the neural network. Oh, and apparently golly. it's kind of obsessed with Harry, Harry Draco par- um, pairings. Like one of these is called Persuading by the Lady Black. Harry and Draco are still a second chance at the end of the war. Will they be able to do with the fairy tale of the first time they were a strange stranger to the street of the war and the war is over? <laughs> and the war is over. <laughs> That's the street of the war and the war is over. Yeah. You know, uh, it's hey, it's classic American hey, poetry. Hey baby, you're to be a key because I can bear your toot. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're not getting anywhere near my toot. I feel like that that statement did not give me price tightening, Georgia, at all. <laughs> I have no price tightening right now. It was tight, and now it's not tight. Oh it's my really sad. God. <laughs> Raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by a neural network. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, oh these are fabulous. Uh, Micah, Micah, you must be a Tringle because you're the only thing here. 
Sometimes I wonder if that's the case. Don't we all wonder if we're Tringles and also the only thing here and everything uh, is an illusion and nothing is real? Uh, yes, your beauty have yes. a fine to me. <laughs> um, yeah, so to, everybody should go download the uh, project and send us uh, tweets with your, your favorite uh, neural yeah. network responses. Yeah, yeah. If you have a price tightening, let us know. Yes. You, you know what? You know what we should do. We should take our, like our Twitter feeds and put them through them, and then see what it comes up with. I know that that's like oh, what that a Markov so bot adorable. is supposed to do, but I wonder what a neural network would do with like our Twitter feeds. I don't want to know what Brianna Wu neural network is. <laughs> I don't want to know. I, I don't. I, I just don't. I figure I might get some really de- in-depth insight about Hearthstone. Uh, you know, if I if I put it through, <laughs> so. Yeah, you might learn some new uh, yeah. secret. I might get some next level strategies out of it. Who knows? <laughs> oh, before some we move on, Steve, Steve, do you want to talk about Hearthstone really quickly? You had a price tightening this week on Hearthstone. Like you should tell people. You mean about he had that. a come to got your heart? Yes, he had a come <laughs> to got your long. heart. I think I'm going to yes. stop now. Uh, <laughs> no, the show's gone. <laughs> One star reviews from now on. That's it. <laughs> No price tightenings for anyone. No price tightening on this. No, Steve, tell us about your price tightening. My price tightening? It's a four loss. It's very hot. Okay. (laughs) Didn't you... didn't yeah. you start a, a little oh, show? Oh yeah, yeah. So I this is it's it's a, a little side thing that I'm doing. I'm basically using my commuting time a little bit more efficiently. So half of the time I'm spending playing Pokemon, and half the time I'm rambling into earpods about Hearthstone. So I, I I kicked off a little thing. It's on Anchor, and Anchor just put out a thing where they can. Um, export a podcast to iTunes and to Google Play. So I figured let me let me do that. So it's called Off Curve. It's a little uh, like fifteen minute every so often when I feel like it type of thing uh, about Hearthstone. So if there if you are interested in that, you can go and check that out. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And and thank thank you, Brie, for making me making me promote myself. I appreciate I appreciate that. I I I I. I... It, it just gives me a price tightening. Steve. Well, you you, you no, have no your problem. your generosity has a fine to me. So okay, great, great, great. Oh, hey, let's talk about some depressing me. stuff, y'all. Let's talk about some really depressing stuff. How does that sound? We will, but we have to talk about one last cool thing, and that is that this episode of Disruption is brought to you by Squarespace. Yeah, Squarespace. Virgin. There it is. Enter offer code disruption at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Maybe you want to create a blog that's all about neural networks. Well, Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install. You don't have to worry about patches. You don't have to worry about upgrades. You don't need to worry about any of it worry free is the way to be and squarespace has you covered they've got award-winning 24 7 customer support if you need any help and they let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name and all of those award-winning templates are wonderfully beautifully crafted like fine jewels for you to show off your great ideas i have talked before about how much i love squarespace because of the fact that they're so quick with updating to new features and just making them available to you and making them super simple to 
get. So HTTPS and and Apple Pay and any any new feature that the web suddenly offers, it seems like Squarespace is right there, right on it. You get an email and it's like, hey, did you check this out yet? It's like, I didn't even know that was available. Well, it's also on Squarespace. So Squarespace plans start at just 12 bucks a month, but you, you out there who's listening to this, you can start a trial with no credit card required if you go to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up, you're going to use the offer code disruption and you're going to get 10% off your first purchase. And of course, because you're doing that, you'll be showing your support for our show. So please do use the code disruption. We thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Squarespace. <laughs> there it is. Let's uh, let's move on to yeah. Get into some some of the darker stuff. Uh, so, CNN's K file, um, you know, came across as the rest of us did. The uh, a Reddit user who had created a GIF that was later turned into a video and had music added to it of President Donald Trump uh, wrestling with a person who had the CNN logo imposed over their face, and it was showing Trump pummeling this, you know, CNN logo person being. Well, uh, K-File was able to kind of look into this Reddit user, which was Han Asshole Solo, um, and find some personally identifiable information in some of their posts and kind of compare that to this person's Facebook account. And by doing so, they were able to uh, kind of cross-check the two and pretty much have confirmed that this person is who they think it is. Now, on top of the the main post that Han Asshole Solo posted that went viral, that was all over with Trump wrestling CNN, um, the person also had racist and anti-Semitic imagery all over their Reddit, and those posts were also circulated on social media. Han Asshole Solo did eventually... Um, I guess, delete uh, the post that they had and also issued an apology in the subreddit slash the underscore Donald, which I thought that posting an apology of any sort there would get you immediately banned, but apparently not. Um, and Which uh, it was deleted. Yes. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Since been taken down by the moderators. That does not surprise me. So, yes, that that's kind of what happened. And what what spread from that was instead of this kind of being a story about how there was this horrible gif that encouraged the uh, violence against the media, which has been one of Trump's main talking points from the beginning, that the media is a, a terrible thing and yada, yada, yada. Um, this became about a, an argument that CNN would be potentially doxing this person by revealing who they were, and the conversation started to center around that information. Yep. So let's talk. Uh, well, I mean, can we start at the top? I was, you know, I I really did not know how to feel about this, and I would I would love all of your opinions on this because, like, after GamerGate. I find it really hard to be objective about doxing. So I read this and I saw the CNN story and the way that they worded it. And I was tremendously uncomfortable by it because to me, it came across as CNN. It kind of seemed like CNN kind of threatening this person. If they didn't behave, they were going to, you know, put their identity out there. It certainly read like coercion. And, 
You know, I'm very pro-media, but as someone running for office, it's sometimes hard to not feel like the media kind of acts like Heathers, the movie Heathers, where they're kind of the mean girls that will keep everyone in line. And if you don't do exactly what they say, they will destroy you. (laughs) You know, um, so my first thoughts were, this is really gross. This was inappropriate of CNN. And I said as much on Twitter. Um... And, you know, then it came and like Gamergate and a lot of alt-right people started using my name to continue to attack CNN with it. Like, oh, even Brianna Wu says you're wrong. Like, this is blah, blah, blah. And that was really, really uncomfortable for me because the logic is like, okay, Gamergate is going to terrorize me to the point that I become a national figure based on what they do. They're going to ruin my life. They're going to get me in long-term therapy for trauma. And then when I am empathetic to people that are being targeted, then they're going to use that to further their political agenda. (laughs) Like It's kind of like really weird to me. And I also saw really good arguments, including from Anil Dash, talking about how, um, you know, maybe kind of putting a name out there to people that put really, you know, explicit anti-Semitic content that's actually getting Jewish journalists at CNN targeted, maybe kind of pulling the mask off them is utterly reasonable journalism. So I I kind of feel like I can't see past my own experiences to be objective here. So I'm I'm curious what all of you think. Well, I think that it's like I like they didn't actually dox him. They said that, you know, they didn't put out his name, but isn't that what happens in the news that they put out people that do things? Like I think that the problem is is again just having anonymous social media. And I guess that okay, so that's a problem here in western civilization. I think that I understand why having anonymous social media in parts of the world where you do not have freedom of the press, then I kind of understand it because it also protects people. But I don't know. I, I feel very torn about anonymous social media postings. I think that it protects people, but it protects people that could have hateful, violent, aggressive speech as it does people that may be trying to get peaceful information out there. And so I feel very mixed to that because I understand how there are some parts of the world where there is no freedom of the press and this is the only way that people can speak out but in the end then the government's just going to get your information anyways and find you and suddenly you disappear so it's um I think that accountability is really important for society and if if someone says something and if they were you know going to be found out for what they say and then be ashamed of what they said to such an extent that they have to go out and post a i didn't mean anything that i said and all of these horrible things were not um specific or was were not actually the way i felt about it i was just trying to troll and get people riled up for fun and giggles cuz that's funny um then maybe you should not be posting that in the first place mm. So, yeah. so two things here. Uh, first of all, I agree so much with what you've just said. Uh, as a person who in a previous co- career worked in, you know, breaking news journalism and uh, deep-seated journalism and all that jazz, uh, when we were doing stuff where we're trying to go out and find uh, information, that's the whole point of it is that you go out and you get the facts and you pull those out and you make sure that they're accurate. And in fact, I can remember that during a um, – uh, mass shooting at a school, uh, there were several 
news outlets that had reported uh, someone's name as the shooter, and that person, you know, almost got injured because it was it was incorrect, and it was told about that person mm-hmm. or whatever. And there were only some sites who waited, who said, "We're not going to just jump right on this. We're going to make sure that the facts are there," and you know, we're able to report those facts. And then we ended up even doing stories on the fact that there were so many different sites that published an inaccurate thing about this person. Anyway, my point being here that. I think that the the issue, the problem that ended up happening or the thing that that more turned this into like a, a story about doxing is this K-File article where we're kind of talking about – and I'm not saying that that's necessarily you know right to, to start criticizing because they, they did this story. But they're talking about you know going to one place and then looking at that information and then trying over here and then talking to people and confirming this and confirming that. And so it, you know people don't kind of think about those things right off the top. So they go in, they see this, and they think like, oh, suddenly we've got some secret agents here. And they're going in and they're discovering somebody who is trying to remain hidden. And then that's whenever it turns into this whole other deal. Now, that's not how that – I mean that's just how that works. It's how people uh, get facts. You have to go digging. You have to find them. And so it's just interesting like because they talked about this and they talked about how they came across it, that's kind of where the narrative started to change. Now, to talk Mm -hmm. about that – that's the one. The the two is that to talk about um, specifically doxing. It was a couple days ago, maybe it was last week, um, and a friend of mine sent me a message, uh, a tweet, and a young woman, I believe in high school, uh, she was in a photograph, and she had one of those pillows that has like uh, uh, little sequins on it, and they're the ones where if you brush your hand up, they are yeah, one yeah, color, yeah. brush them down, they're another yeah. color. Uh, mm-hmm. they had written, those. They'd written the N-word on the the. Uh, pillow, the full on, full out ER inward. Um, and someone, uh, found where this person went to school and someone found this person's name and someone found this person's number and posted those things, um, online and in this tweet. And I have to like, I, I, I felt really uncomfortable in that situation. I, I felt like even, in this situation where this person is, you know, showing this hateful word and laughing about it and thinking that this is a funny thing to talk about what there was no address, but to talk about where this person went to school to have their private number shown, all this other stuff, I think is it ends up doing a lot more harm. It becomes not a chance for a teachable moment and puts someone in danger who we could instead uh, try to help understand why those things are not acceptable. Um, so yeah, I, I think that doxing in it, it's just I just think it's I think it's a very 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 uh, dangerous thing to do in many cases, and even in something that you know would in in every sense of the way that it exists, like it 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 offended me. The word is offensive, of course, and it's it's harmful, but. I still, even in that case, and you know, I'm sure there are people who disagree with me, but I don't think that it was right to dox that uh, high schooler. And again, this is not doxing, though. This this talking about who this person is is not the same as personally uh, like show, saying where they live and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, I mean, I have to say this: something they are so good at, Micah, is something they are so good at, and this is alt right and GamerGate. They are so good at changing the subject. They are so good at mm. it. And they mm-hmm. turn the subject to them. And let's be really, really clear here. What did this user do? 
In addition to creating something that called for violence against reporters, they also, in one of the most popular Reddits on that entire site, went through every single CNN employee that was Jewish, posted their picture, their name, and targeted them for anti-Semitism. And those reporters are now getting death threats, thanks to this person. And it offends me. Like, we can have an intellectual conversation about, is this doxing? Is this not? But let's be really clear. They are changing the subject. And there are reporters out there that are trying to do their job that are getting death threats because they're Jewish and they happen to be journalists tonight. And they're stomach-churning. Mm-hmm. And just one other thing. Georgia, I really want to back you up on this. I am, I am really torn because I... I really – I understand that there are marginalized people that prefer anonymity. Like there are people that have posted about their experiences in the tech industry like with anonymity. But I think generally speaking, everything I say has my name out there on it. And it's my credibility and my reputation is right there next to it. Same with you. Same with you, Micah. Same mm-hmm. with you, Steve. And I think – that we need to have a conversation about maybe Twitter having some features to put people that like have their real name tied to their identity. Maybe those are the tweets. Maybe you can choose to only see those tweets Mm -hmm. because I understand the dangers, but what we never talk about and what we always minimize is what the dangers are to people like us when we get targeted by stuff like this, or Steve, for you, people at your synagogue, they're going to be targeted with this stuff. And that is a very real threat. And my experience is the white straight men tend to center their feelings and their preferences first. And, you know, this isn't black and white. There are competing interests here. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think the only reason that we're even having a discussion about this is because it is is two things, right? One of them is that, CNN themselves are part of the story. And so if this was another news outlet that was reporting on this person who was posting it, it may not feel the same way. I think the fact that they're the ones who are going through being at the center of that of that video that the president posted and then going through, I think that feels a little bit different because you could interpret it as – them using the resources of the network to, you know, to, to fish into this person. And, you know, obviously there's a, there is a journalistic merit to that, especially given that the president's, you know, boosting this person who also is posting this really dangerous and disgusting, uh, you know, anti-Semitic content. Um, but the fact that it's CNN and not say NBC, right. It, it makes it feel a little bit differently. And the fact that they, I think really the the big thing is the, well, we, we were going, we, you know, we have his name, but we're not going to post it because he's apologized and we, and he says he's not going to do it again. And we reserve the right to publish his name if that changes. And that's the part that I think even for, for people like us who are, you know, who, who understand what, how, how dangerous this kind of activity is, I think that's where it kind of feels a little bit icky because does it feel it, it, 
it feels yeah i mean it does it, i think it does it turns yeah. it into but, so but but then they maybe they should have just published the name like they would do with anyone else right like so they protected him and now it feels icky because they said listen we're not if they had just published this person's name like they would do to anyone else like if i say something right. that's inappropriate they're not and they know my name they wouldn't say, well, I'm not going to publish her name. Again, if you're under the age of 18, they may decide that. But they're just going to publish my name. Right. Exactly. So, right. Like, like, because he did this, because it was anonymous, and because he apologized, he's not being treated the same way as everyone else would be tre- treated. Yeah. So I don't I, even know. Yeah. It seems like it was – I think that we feel it's icky. But they actually, in the other – when you actually look at it, they were protecting him. And maybe they they wouldn't have done that to anyone else that did well, this. Well, but if the, if they were protecting him, then that's fine. Like I'm like if their decision was, look, you know, this guy happened to be, you know, he's a disgusting garbage human, but he happened to be, you know, thrust into the spotlight more so than he expected, and we're not going to destroy his, you know, his life by publishing his name. He didn't that's mind a, destroying other people's lives. I, you know, I, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just saying if that's what, if that was their thought process, right? I'm not saying that they're right or wrong to do that. I'm just saying if that's their thought process, then that's your thought process and that's that's your right to do. But the you know, or if they publish it and just say this is newsworthy and we're publishing it and we're making a decision and you know, there are consequences for actions whatever, either one of those things would feel different than he apologized, so we're going to hold him to that, and we're going to hold this over him if that you know if he decides that he doesn't live up to his apology. I think that's the part that the part is the threat that comes with it. Of uh, yeah, right. maybe it's not even in a, maybe the you know the the lawyers or whoever wrote that or inserted that because it wasn't the journalist. Uh, it came out later. It was the executives and the lawyers who inserted that afterward. Maybe they felt like that was covering them or that was not going to come off that way. I think that's where a lot of the People who otherwise wouldn't have had an opinion on it once one way or the other, that's where it starts to feel a little bit like this. That sounds like this is a nice reputation you have. It would be a shame if something were to happen to you. It's now, an odd choice yeah. for a journalistic institution exactly. to make. Exactly. Whether, whether it's yeah. bad, good, or not, it's an odd choice. Yeah. And to, to claim that you are, you know, a journalistic institution who holds themselves to higher principles and then also do this that feels more like vigilante kind of, it's, right. it's just, it's very strange. It, it doesn't come it's from like strange. the but let's keep our eye on the ball. Yeah, let's sure, keep our sure. eye on the yeah. ball. This is the problem here is not CNN. Oh, no. CNN is not a particularly fantastic. Like, I think their print news reporters are awesome. Like some of them, like Selena Larson, are doing amazing work. But, you know, like it, it's so dangerous what Trump is doing is taking the most milk with toast. Yeah minimally informative like news network and pretend pretend like it's some far left organization. It's not. And this is part of a really insidious plan by Trump to controversialize reporters. They're just doing their jobs. And, you know, I agree it's not the best, but we're talking about a sentence in an article that wasn't written well. And that is nothing Compared to what the alt-right is doing, the way they are targeting you know, journalists, the way they are targeting you know, minorities, the way they are targeting you know, Muslims trying to get into this country, the host of 
terrible things they're doing. Let's just keep our eye on the ball because yeah. the problem here is not CNN. It's the fact that white supremacy has a very serious foothold and a, a friend, if not an outright, you know, like member in the White House right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that CNN is the problem. I'm saying that they they kind of created a not a problem, but they muddied the waters by taking this approach. I, I think, and they they kind of confused the conversation and let it instead of either just doing the reporting and and taking a stand. Now the stories more become about them again because they were the sub they were part of the story to begin with. So it's just kind of like snowballing now, and and it just seems like that's all we're talking about is the fact that they were making they were doing this investigation is something that they were a part of instead of just do, making a decision one way or the other. I think that. That's really the problem, and we need to get past that and get back into talking about the fact that the 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 pres- I mean, there's a real newsworthy discussion to be had about the fact that the president is boosting people who are advocating racial and and religious violence against reporters in the United States of America, and and hate, that's hate not what's not and, yeah yeah hate, and, hate speech and uh, choosing to promote violence shouldn't be legal that should not be allowed period yeah. I, I i agree i agree it yeah. shocks me that that can even be legal to be able right. to do that what this person did if you read their post history which they also deleted their entire post history but it's it's it is on reddit yeah. um is is horrific it's horrific it's horrible and to hide behind anonymity does not seem like a shield that anyone should be able to promote violence and then hide behind and say then after poor me for getting called out on the horrible things that i said and tried to do to others i i think that that should be something that we put laws in place to protect people so that no one can be targeted if you did this to um a presidential uh a, a president it's not legal you should not be able to do this to anyone. There should not be a tiered set of rules that some people are ch- chosen to be at a higher level and a higher level of protection and care than other people. Whether you are poor or rich, there should be one set of rules that deals with it. And it's really scary that that is not the way that it goes. So I don't know. Anonymity, just because he posted it anonymously, I don't know if then he should decide to have protection to that, to his name. I'm not saying to say where he lives and go after him and deal with that, but right. if you post something, you should be able to stand behind what you post, and if not, people should think twice, and maybe people would not be so hateful and mean and cruel. Same thing that happens with road rage, because you're hiding behind a car. There's also a level of anonymity, and we do horrible things behind our cars. I, I could not agree more. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard. We don't want to completely give up anonymity. I mean, but I mean, if you threaten someone online, yeah. like the uh, the police should be able to go to a judge and get a search warrant and get your IP and you should be able to be, you know, have a day in court about it. I mean, I just absolutely believe that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, um, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. And I just... It's so disheartening, like you said, Steve, that the Trump is doing this. Yeah. It's just horrific. It's disgusting. And and it's I mean, it's I like, you know, as as a Jew in this country, like I'm more terrified by the day. And it's yeah. and, and you know, it's not like living in Boston is any sort of protection. It's not. So, you know, it's 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 so terrifying and and you know, and they point to, you know, well his his kids are Jewish and like no, it's 
he's he is like this is getting louder and more scary by the day and it it's mm-hmm. you know it's there there could what there should have been is there should have been a discussion about the fact that you know that this is happening that this is being amplified and instead it's about CNN's decision to do what they did with the name of the person and that's the problem with this whole scenario yep well let's let's go <laughs> ahead and uh move on to the next deplorable topic um so I, this I, is a quick one this yeah. is a quick Congressman, one okay Congressman, okay wait wait oh, georgia Georgia, Georgia. Okay, pop quiz, pop quiz. Okay, for me as a congressional candidate, which of these three places is an appropriate place for me to take a selfie? Can you help me out here? Okay, so one would be a beach, two would be a party, uh, three would be a concentration camp where 1.1 million people were murdered by Germany. Um, which of those three places is inappropriate for a member of Congress to take a selfie? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, so, it's, there's so many levels of sadness. I'm just going to say um, I'm not on your wares, but I want to see you start. <laughs> oh, my God. I uh, can't believe this, I, Steve. What, what is like, happening to oh people? What is happening to oh people? I, I, I just, um, I don't, I don't know what. Like, I, it seems like we're we're losing, we're losing sense of things that are um, like decorum and manners and thoughtfulness and yeah, people don't um, think about other before people you do enough. something and how could something be taken. I think that we came from a place where we might have been too self-conscious and we we thought too much before we did th- something and we were too worried. And now we've kind of gone all the way into now if uh, we offend everyone, that's, you know, we don't we don't care. I think someone opened up the control panel on the side of the earth and turned down uh, consequence understanding and then also empathy. And those two things have been globally uh, dropped by a couple points in, you know, the last bit of time. Or maybe maybe it's just the fact that we are more connected. So now we see all of the terrible, deplorable things that happen right in our face as opposed to happening across the world where we can't see it on a Snapchat or in this case, uh, Congressman Clay Higgins posting a video for America from Auschwitz uh, where he walks through um, the gas chambers and talks about uh, this being a reason that America has to uh, let me see. I got to find the words here because it's it's important that we get the exact words. Um, he talks about how this means that America needs to go through and. Um, Protect. Oh, here we go. To make damn sure that the United States of America is protected from the evils of the world is what he's saying is he's walking through uh, the gas chambers. And also there is somber music playing in the background while he narrates the experience. A great sense of dread comes over you in this place. And then it's about militarization um, of the United States. And of course, now uh, he and his people are on an apology tour. Um I thought this was also interesting, and we'll post the link to this NPR article. Uh, 
apparently he's a former law enforcement person who is known as Cajun John Wayne. And I guess he made he made videos, uh, anti-crime videos, where he called out suspected gun gang members by name and said they were thugs and animals who would be hunted. Um, and he posts, you know, videos with assault rifles and talks about how these animals need to be hunted down. So I'm not surprised. Can I give yes. some oh my God, yes. perspective on this? So this is what happens when the Nazis are turned into cartoon villains, when the atrocities against the Jews are left out of pronouncements for Holocaust Memorial Day, when anyone can turn Nazis and the Holocaust into whatever big bad they want to fit their needs because it's been mm. overused and referenced and joked about so much that it's completely lost meaning. Mm-hmm. So the that is what happened here. The fact that someone can go into Auschwitz and say the the world is a smaller place now than it was in World War II. The United States is more accessible to terror like this and not recognize that that is a true statement, but the call is coming from inside the house is Hmm. mind-blowing to me. And the fact that there is no self-reflection and no understanding of what happened to cause the Holocaust, to anything that nobody learned any history from 1933 to 1929 to 1939 and really from 1919 to 1939 because that's when the holocaust started it's not like all of a sudden these concentration camps just grew up by themselves out of the ground and started killing people on their own and that like there was mind control for the entire german people that that made them do this there was a a concerted effort over a long number of years that led to that point and it was small things and then it was bigger things and then it was gas chambers And the fact that somebody can look at what is happening in this country with this administration and with the rhetoric that's going on from from our president and then not have any self-reflection to think that this is going to happen from outside the country and not from what's happening inside the country is disgusting and it's mind blowing. And it's just the ignorance is is shocking on a fundamental level. And I like words cannot explain cannot describe to you as somebody who went to a Jewish day school for nine years for someone who studied the Holocaust like like most people study the American Revolution that someone can go in and have this level of ignorance about what Nazi Germany did and how it happened it explains everything about what has happened over the past year or two years everything <sighs> Steve. Well said. Yeah. I, I, how do you feel about Hobby Lobby like, stealing <laughs> a bunch of artifacts? Just a happy show like, today. Sure. Like, let's how do just, you, okay. So I, 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 but I, I wanted to ask you this on the show today because I don't think any of us can even respond to that before we move on to yeah. questions. Okay. So there's a story that came out that, that Hobby Lobby has been <laughs> obtaining a bunch of misplaced art, uh, like historical works from um, from Iraq, 
you know, which happened after you know America started a crime based on a lie and invaded it and killed at least one hundred thousand Iraqi citizens for no reason. And I mean, you're more schooled in the subject than I am. But the first thing I thought of when I read this is like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. This feels exactly like when Germany took, you know, sent Jews to, you know, concentration camps and stole all their artwork and then it ends up all over the world. Is that wrong? Because that's exactly what it feels like to me. I don't even know how what to think about. Like, I don't even know how this happens. Like... I would like to have a more nuanced response to that. And I just like, I look at this and I just, I don't have words. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, don't know. Don't even know what's happening. It, it, it that, you know, a, an American corporate, an American corporation that sells model airplane glue is, is going and buying like 5,500 ancient relics from Iraq. Like what? I mean, I know that they're, you know, they're, they're owned by uh, extremely fundamentalists, owners and that may that that's probably part of it but like i just i don't even understand like what is happening anymore like the news just does not make sense it's it seems like the news stories are being written by the same neural network that's that's going on tinder (laughs) (laughs) i mean but like bob jones university if you go down to bob jones university they have one of the biggest collections of classical art in history And, um, you know, a lot of this from, like, you know, the Old Testament, you know, and it's considering a lot of it also came from Germany. It's like it raises those same questions. So, like, my opinion is, like, if America starts a war with someone, maybe just because of historical precedent, maybe we should just leave that art there. That's a good idea. Like, I kind of think that's a good general policy, but, you know, maybe there's a side to that I'm not thinking about. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty controversial statement that maybe we should let things stay in the country that they came from. But, yeah, yeah. After, but after then, why start a war? Yeah. Well, you know that's fair. I mean, I've played. We've played enough Civilization to know how that ends. You know. There was a Hobby Lobby truck there in is, front of me um, as I was driving back from St. Louis. Check all of your household goods. Yeah. Was why? it? Oh, oh, because things are from other countries. So I was like, why? What's wrong with it? What's going on? Um, and I wondered if you know there was anything inside of that truck. Were they delivering tiles by any chance? I wanted to check the whatever it's called the, the loading document the loading dossier just to the see manifest. if there were any you, you custom need to check tiles. you need to check the receipts yeah that's it <laughs> I need to see the receipts um, is is anyone else go, really shocked by their response though like oh sorry was, we were new at this oops. yeah it was like oops oh oh <laughs> did we oh we're so sorry. We should have exercised more oversight and carefully questioned how these things, yeah. you know, came about to be. Like, really, that's Georgia, next time I come visit you in Canada, who <laughs> knows? There may just be some fine Canadian art that that finds its way into my Audi TT. And I don't – I'm just new at how all of this works. I don't like, know. Like, the entire, the entire roster of, like, the Toronto Maple Leafs is going to be playing hockey in Bree's backyard. And we're going to be asking right. how they got I there. I mean – <laughs> Renee could be missing his Batmobile. I don't know. I can't know how this stuff In fairness, stuff goes. Renee is used to things disappearing from from his person on a regular basis, thanks to Georgia. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's, uh, that's uh, like normal. Uh, uh, the finest I, Canadian art is Justin borrowed. Trudeau. So if you could, you know, 
make sure that he comes to the U.S. Brie, whenever you go. That'd be he great. is pretty okay. awesome. You've got it. You've got it. All right. Should, should All right, we help let's some do people it. before we go, do you think? Yes. <laughs> we could try. You uh, can certainly try. All right. So I, I, we I'm actually... sure to say it for drive. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, all right. So we actually have an audio. I, and again, I'm not responding to it. So, you know, I'm, I'm trained by the neural network now. Prin- Princess Pow has got me trained. Um, so we actually have an audio question. So I think we will do that first. And uh, here that is. G'day, Disrupticons. I'm Ben from uh, Melbourne, Australia. Um, I'm a software engineer and I'm uh, what I've been calling closeted autistic. So I have autism, but I don't like... I don't want help, you know, like I, I, I feel like I'm fine. I get along perfectly reasonably in my day-to-day life. But um, my fiance really wants to help me and I don't want help. I don't, I don't need help. Like I'm fine. Like you know, I, I have, I, I have patents coming. Like I, I, I'm very successful in my career and what I do. How do I go about talking to her? about the fact that I don't want help because she has my best intentions at heart, but I'm, even if I need help, I'm just not ready for it yet. So, uh, any advice would be appreciated. Thanks. Well, before we answer this question, um, I just want to know if things get bad in America, can I come stay with you? Like, please, please write to the show and let us know. I'll sleep on a cot. I'll sleep in your car. Just let us know. I need a backup plan. So, yeah, I, I promise not to make fun of spiders, and Michael will not make fun of koalas anymore. Hey, I don't yeah. make those promises. <laughs> I, I will die. I will die in the U.S. before I stop hating on koalas. Georgia, you have to help Ben because yeah, we're all Georgia, just waiting yeah. to see you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, well, first, you you should have that conversation of I'm I'm a lot of people don't know where your comfort level is, and when we, you know, often when we care about someone, we can often be overly helpful to that, and so I think that it's really important that we speak and let people know of what do I want and what I don't want, and just to let her know that you know what I am find the way I am and if you, you said it so beautifully to us and if I change my mind about that then I'll let you know but you know these are things that I'm working through at my own pace or this is the way that I'm happy to be and so that you don't have to worry about that but in the end I think that communication is the most important piece and the feeling of that you know that because you want to help me kind of makes me feel like you think there's something wrong with me may also be something you want to bring up so that you can have a discussion about that because no one can change anyone else. We have to like the people that we have and only if someone else wants and asks for help from someone should they do that. Um, Caretaking someone else in in a therapeutic office, you are expected to caretake someone and then that's healthy and good. But outside of a therapeutic office is not healthy and not good. And so even myself and I'm trained to kind of help people if I see something I don't do that outside of the office unless someone specifically asks because you never know how someone feels about that yeah I guess I would add that you know as far as getting help it's it's different for autism than say something like ADD um, like, you know, like, like Micah and I can talk about this experience of getting diagnosed with ADD and then, you know, getting, you know, getting medication and, and finding ways to manage it. But that's different than like, I mean, not that each one of them are not, you know, neurological conditions, but being autistic is, is basically just the way you are. 
I, I don't think but it's, it's also as... you chose to get help. No one forced you, right, or made, pressured you. This was a choice that you made on your own, right. But which, there's also doesn't less... everyone have a right to yeah. say it if they want to or not? Even if it it would be something that you can manage in whichever ways it might be, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But I think the help is going to be very different, and it's a matter of like what is what is help when it comes to autism. I mean, aside from maybe therapy to to help understand yourself better, not knowing you know, not having that diagnosis from a young age and knowing that, I mean, it's not like there's like, like something, it's not like you're going to start becoming neurotypical, right? Like, I think that the, what you may, you may end up needing to do is helping your partner understand about the way that you see the world and making sure that she understands that you are, not doing things when you're doing things that may not seem typical to her, that that's not that's just the way you are. And that's not you like going out of your way to be problematic. Like, I think that's, you know, that that kind of understanding will help your relationship and may end up bringing you closer. And I think that's something that you may need to work on in the context of a relationship. But as far as like, if you feel like you're okay. Um, like there's not like a a magic pill that you're going to, you're going to take to become neurotypical. Like you, that's, that's not how autism works. Right. So I I think that from that perspective, you know, it's a matter of what kind of help she's asking you for. But I think that a lot of it is going to have to be you being, uh, trying to be sensitive to her needing to understand what that means for being in a relationship with you, if that makes sense. One of my best friends, um, discovered that she was autistic, um, you know, in her adult life and not too long ago. And she had talked to me about it and I, you know, went and and found, um, literature that I could read about it. And also, um, occasionally she will share things with me as well. And being able to use that. And in fact, sometimes I'll send her some of the things that I come across and, um, kind of get, you know, her confirmation or denial on those things to help, better understand the way that she individually sees the world. Cause it's my understanding that it is very different for different individuals. And so that has been, you know, immensely helpful in just understanding her as a person and makes our friendship all the more rich because of it. And it's not a matter of, you know, needing anything to be fixed or anything like that. It's just, Oh, I, you know, I suddenly feel like I, I, I'm all, it's, it's almost a, um, a strengthening of the intimacy of a relationship in terms of, you know, just knowing the person better. So be it, uh, platonic or not. And so I think that that, yeah, I just want to second that, like encouraging, uh, understanding and kind of talking about the fact that this is who I am as a person. And, you know, for someone who has attention deficit disorder, it's always going to be a factor of my life. But what I can do, uh, is through the, the reading and things like that, I've been able to better understand how it works and how I work and through, uh, medicinal therapy and, you know, talking to someone therapy, escaping me at the moment, but, um, those two things combined to help 
make make things a little bit easier and also make them, you know, tends toward the neurotypical, but that doesn't work in the same aspect for autism, according to, you know, Steve, as you're saying. And so it's not as if there's going to be, okay, I will just wake up in the morning and take this pill and then I become suddenly so much more neurotypical. And so if you can explain that, I think it's super helpful because then it can be like, these are the steps that I can take and these are the steps that simply aren't an option for me as someone who is autistic. All right. Um, I guess on the same topic, this is another kind of related question that we should probably tackle at the same time from uh, K.O., I think it's K.O., who says, I'm an autistic advocate, an advocate for myself and other autistic people. And I'm wondering how to about how to strike a good balance in activism on how to bring issues and problems to people's attention when they they're the ones who either did something wrong and trying to just educate holistic individuals in general and make them aware of our struggles. And the word holistic is, is a word that um, I, I just learned. And I think Micah, you did, you did too, which is um, not basically a word for non-autistic, which is we've used the word neurotypical and neurotypical actually does include people like with, with ADD, like me and Mike and other neuro, neurological conditions. So um, how can they strike a balance between educating people and, um, going, I guess, going too far, go, being too, abrasive. you know, too, mm-hmm. too abrasive or too, you know, in your face, sort I of guess. A correction, correcting yeah. someone whenever they are harmful in what they're doing versus just educating someone. Right. Um, so saying, you know, because you did this, it hurt me because of, you know, these reasons versus just saying, hey, would you like to be educated on this topic kind of thing? That's what it sounds like um, they're asking. Yeah. I think that it depends on the manner of tone is usually one of the most important factors of when you are letting someone else know that you see things a different way that they do or that it may have been harmful or hurtful. I think that the first thing that happens to people when someone has said to them that they're doing something that hurts them is to become defensive, which is very common for for us because, which is actually a show of empathy because it makes our, the defensiveness is actually us saying that it hurts us to think that we hurt you, and so I can't kind of carry that. But if you go through the statement of, you know, when you say this, I feel that, or even better, when I, when, you know, I feel hurt when you, you know, use this terminology, people take it much better as a learning position instead of you did this, or why could you, or often what happens is you're so upset that it comes off as very aggressive and um, that you are, you know, reactive to that because it's a very, you know, knee-jerk pain that happens when someone says something that is harmful to you. And so I think that delivery is the most important thing when you're trying to let someone know that you feel a little differently to that. Or even in a softer way of saying, you know, maybe, you know, would it be possible to say it this way because sometimes that can be construed as offensive, you know, in case you didn't know. And give someone, I, I think that it's always nice to give someone else an out Um, when you're trying to correct them, like, you know, maybe, you know, I'm sure that you didn't mean it like this, but, you know, this is something that makes me feel hurt or upset or worried about. And then most people will, you know, take that and, and be able to handle that a little bit better because you're not saying that they're a bad person or they did something purposely to harm someone else. People that do want to hurt or harm someone else are not going to be offended either way, so it doesn't really matter. Either way, you're not going to change their opinions or viewpoints, and you might as well just leave it because you're not going to actually be able to help them. I, I have to give you a little pushback on that, Georgia, because, sure. I mean, if 
I get what you're saying. And, and something for me as a, a congressional candidate, I, I changed my iPhone wallpaper this week. Uh, and this is what it says. It says, winning is ignoring them. Losing is engaging them. And what that means is there are so many people on a daily basis that, you know, I was talking about the 500 startups uh, situation, which we're going to cover on Rocket in just a few minutes. Um, and it's like dudes just don't want to hear it. They just don't want to hear it. And they come back with that defensive attitude. And, you know, it's I, – I mean, with respect to you, you're a, you're a cis straight woman. And I think it's – I think your answer is a little academic and it it takes a part of your soul to have people hurt you on a daily basis. Um, and I, I don't think there's really a great answer to this question because the truth is like I cause harm to people like Steve when we first met on app.net. I didn't understand autism as well as I did do today, right? Yeah. And I'm sure if I went back and looked at some of my statements there, I would probably be embarrassed by some of them. Um, I think it kind of helps sometimes to have people a little bit angry at you. I think at the same time, like I think Tumblr culture is, in my opinion, really counterproductive. Um you know, I, so I don't think there's really a great answer here, but I do think that it's my tendency that people in a position of privilege tend to talk about this a little bit more academically and don't really understand that. So, you said what culture? Uh, Tumblr culture. What's that mean? Uh, Tumblr? Like, do you follow the left on there? Like, uh, yeah, it's it's horrible. I mean, it's hyper-judgmental and it's chaos and drama every single day. Uh, gotcha. Tumblr, Tumblr for me is uh, selfies and then photos of really well-designed, like, landscapes. So that's why I was confused. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> Uh, now I'm on the culture. same page. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I was like, "Oh, okay, landscapes." Yeah, you're on, you're on a different you're on a different Tumblr than everybody else, Micah. Apparently. <laughs> oh shoot, mine's the one with an E in the middle. There. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I guess we should probably we should probably wrap it up there, and we can save the rest of them for we'll save some more some more questions for next week as we work through the, uh, the battle. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. Well, if you would like to get in touch to leave your question and have it answered on the show, here is how you can do that. You can call us at 508-418-3532. You can tweet us at underscore disruption FM with the hashtag disrupt me, or you can send a direct message if you'd rather keep things private. As always, please let us know if we can use your name on the show. Otherwise, we will default to anonymous. If you're looking for the show notes, you can check out the app that you're listening to this in right now, or you can head to relay.fm slash disruption. If you're looking for me online, you can find me at Micah Sargent. And Steve, if people are looking for you online, where can they find you? Well, you can find me rambling about Hearthstone while I'm trying not to get into a car accident on uh, on Off Curve. <laughs> and uh, by the time that by the time that you hear this show, the new Hearthstone announcement sh- expansion announcement should be out. So I'll probably be talking about that by then. And uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Wicked Good. Awesome. And Bree, if people are looking for you, where can they find you? Well, I will answer that in a bit, Micah. Uh, Georgia, can you please turn your attention to uh, to Skype? Looking. 
I see a link. One second, I am clicking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that a new one? It's a new, okay. Oh. So I've got the rival Apollo. Oh, dear. Oh. So, okay, this is my thing. This is my thing. I, when I was a teenager, I played so much Time Crisis. I would regularly get $20 in quarters and then go play Time Crisis for like five, six, seven, eight hours. <laughs> and I am really, really good at all the pistol shooting games. So I really love the rival, uh, you know, the nemesis that I have. It's great. But this is a pistol version of that. So... Yeah. Oh my God. Look at that. It's light. It's powerful. And you're going to have to smuggle really me one, Georgia. Is it as powerful, though, as the one that you have? It needs six C batteries, Georgia. Oh my gosh. It's only going to hold 12 rounds at a time, but I've got multiple clips. So, yeah, you're yeah. right. But the thing is, in a Nerf War, <laughs> you only need one bullet to take the person out. That and is I true. favor stealth. So, uh, honestly, a pistol. Like, it'll depend on what your role is, but I tend to like to sneak around and try to shoot people, so. Poor Frank. Poor Frank. Poor Frank. Poor everyone else in the Nerf War. Like, (laughs) you've got teenagers. They're like, I got this $20 thing at Target. And I'm like, shut up, fool. I've got my smuggled weaponry from Canada. That's that's what you're exporting. That's your tablets. Hobby Lobby. Yeah, I, I, I right. just envision Frank as like the <laughs> as like the MOBA equi- the Nerf War equivalent of like a MOBA tank, just like sitting there and taking the damage and like letting everybody else go and and you know sneak up behind and breeze more like like someone like Nova, just like lining up a sniper shot from from the the cloud of smoke in the corner. Well, my thing is, I'm very very fast. Yeah. I mean, you know, I run seven miles a day, and you know, so. So you're more like, like Tracer than my strength is. Yeah. 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 That's a <laughs> okay. lot like that. Yeah. <laughs> so this one, this one they sell in the States. Oh, do they? Well, it I says only a Target. This says, so. it says Target. We have Targets, but they've but all gone Target's in, in Canada. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Targets are all gone well, in Canada. Well, we'll see. So I would assume. And, and if we know one thing about Brie, it's that she can find Targets very easily. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I get nice. it. All right, all right, all right. Oh, and well, if people are on Twitter or to, I, you, I, no, if people are looking for you online as well, <laughs> they can find me on Twitter or they can, uh, if you'd like to donate to my campaign. A story came out while we were recording the show that hackers are targeting our uh, nuclear power centers here oh, in the United grief. States, which. What? Obviously, it could lead to a thermonuclear like meltdown. This is a really big Lovely. deal. If you care about cybersecurity, please consider donating to my <laughs> congressional campaign, which you can do at supportbriana.com. Yeah. And last but certainly not least, Georgia, if people are looking for you online, where can they find you? Uh, you can check me out. I'm uh, on Twitter. It's at Georgia underscore Dow. And if you're dealing with anxiety or depression or any of the issues like that, you can check out anxiety-videos.com. Awesome. All right, Steve. See us out. You are so beautiful that you make me feel better to see you. Oh, <laughs> how sweet. I'm sort to gave effort to save it for drive. <laughs> <laughs>
are true. Uh, it is my birthday today. I hit the awesome four zero. So now it's the fourth decade of Brianna. Let it begin. The, the bell just begins. Told. The fourth Woo! decade. The fourth decade. On this day. So oh. this is what I love about turning 40 today. That, you know, I remember when I was a kid, you know, I would look up at people that were 40 and I was like, Man, you know, I am never going to be like them when I get older. I'm not going to lose my drive. And it's like I look at my lifestyle and my life today, and it's like, you know, Charles Tan sent me both an NES Classic and the Japanese version of the NES Classic. And it's like so little has changed about my life versus being a teenager, and it's awesome. You see, you are still just as awesome. Well, now you have a Nerf gun, too, so you're even more awesome. Yeah, just just don't aim the Nerf gun at the NES Classic, because you can't replace that, so. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. That, that is more valuable than Frank's face right now. Oh, poor Frank. <laughs> Frank, poor Frank. Frank. Just, it looks like it has uh, character. That's the word I'm looking for. There you go. <laughs> is, that what, is that what they call bruising? That's it. That's it. <laughs> he just gets better more he, he just wears the, the the marks of survival on his face <laughs> <laughs> that is true he just looks more manly now he looks like he's like been through something and survived that's right that's right <laughs> i like, I like it yeah yeah so so brie I, I have something important that i need to ask you i need i need a clarification sure well i'm swore to gave ever to say it for drive uh, so I've been, I've been, now that I'm taking the train to work, I've been playing Pokemon again and I finished, I, I beat Pokemon. I beat the elite four and it told me at the end, I finished the game and it said, you are the first ever champion of the Alola region. So I don't understand. Cause I thought that you were like a badass Pokemon super fan, but it told me that I was the first ever champion of <laughs> The Alola Pokemon League. So I, oh, I'm i not dear. quite sure how to square these oh, two facts. Boy. Well, oh, okay, Steve, <laughs> by letting you know, you're like the millionth like, <laughs> like champion of the Pokemon League. So they were sparing your feelings. That's what uh, Micah backed me up on this. That's what they say in church. It's called lying for the Lord. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, lying for the Lord? Lying for the Lord. <laughs> Micah, back me up here. That's the thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's about it's about uh, putting a smile on someone's face versus putting a frown on it. I, I mean, I I hear what you're saying, but I don't feel like Professor Kukui would lie to me like that. I feel like he's a very honest and trustworthy shirtless man who would not steer me wrong <laughs> and and play with my feelings that way. There aren't many. That's of true. Those. You can always you can always trust a shirtless man. Yeah, that is, no, that absolutely. is a true statement. Yeah, I don't know. There, there are a few, sure, <laughs> a few shirtless men you can trust, but mostly they're all trash. Um, wow! <laughs> I love that the professor of Pokemon is probably like on Grinder four seconds before he's like he received the award. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah Steve, you're the best we've ever been. Like no one else does before. Swipe left, swipe left, swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's that's maybe a thing that happened, yeah. Yeah, I, I 
I don't know. I mean, those are some very jaunty like capri pants that he's wearing along with his shirtless jacket. <laughs> it's, it's called it's called Babadook, Babadook chic. It's, <laughs> it's not for you, Steve. <laughs> 